listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 141, where we will be discussing chapters 10 through 12 of the Red Scrolls of Magic. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. <laughs> Scrolls. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> okay, oh, listen. No. We're going to get this out of the way up front. This is coming to you a day later than we said it was going to come to you. Oh, yeah. Shit is crazy. Okay. Yep. Shit is crazy. And, like, we're not going to get into it, but, like, life is crazy. And we're really sorry that we've been a little bit inconsistent lately. Um, But this is free. So (laughs) (laughs) you're not paying us. To be fair, no, I'm the one really, that bitched out. But, like, but really, we appreciate your patience. Yeah. yeah. Life's just kind of crazy right now. And so for all of us. there's a lot of moving parts. And sometimes it's hard for us to um, get this together every week. But we keep trying because we love it. And uh, we thank you for your patience. And we appreciate <laughs> you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. And it's like... Who knew driving that long was going to make me so tired? Like, who knew? <laughs> right. What was it? 17 hours plus your stops? No one's never, no one's ever not been refreshed after a road trip. What are you talking about? Totally. It's very weird that nobody warned me. Even on an airplane, you need to come home and have a day to relax from your vacation. Right. Well, I really thought breaking it up over two days was going to be like... It wasn't. No. It didn't matter. Okay. That's good to know. It kind of just made it longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two days. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, if I would have just driven straight through. <laughs> well, and I mean, I physically wouldn't have been able to do because, like, we went to Disneyland and we got there at, like, 9 o'clock in the morning and we stayed till midnight. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. And then we got in the car and drove to reno like we left the parking lot and oh. drove to reno and when i say we we i mean i drove apart from a 30 minute nap Sheesh. Mm. and then when we got to reno i forgot that i had to work and so amanda helped <laughs> me <laughs> with that and then i tried to sleep but it's like you pass the point of no return mm-hmm. yeah and then everybody wanted food, and I feel like we've had this discussion on air before. I couldn't do the Uber Eats charges. Like, I just couldn't. Like, I'm, yeah, my wallet right. will, is physically unable. Like, I can't type my card number, and I just can't do it. Yeah. So then I drove to go get the food, <laughs> which ended up being, like, a clusterfuck. And so then I got up the next morning, and then we drove from Reno to here, which took a long time because, like, we were going over the pass and it started snowing. Mm. Oh, God. And it was sticking. And it. then it was raining so much I could, which is fine. I love the rain, not complaining totally into yeah. it, but I couldn't see like more than five feet in front of my car. And I hadn't driven that road before. So it wasn't like, yeah, you have the knowledge of where mm-hmm. you're at. So I had to drive really slow. And um, I started to get really irritated from listening to the same music over and over again because yeah. although I have a playlist that is literally like 72 hours long it kept playing the same fucking songs mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was so mad <laughs> <laughs> 
and then I was like, I'm just gonna put my the book on, so then it, like everybody's just gonna have to deal with it. But I'm like, I can't do that. I can't listen to that song. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the what I just said. I just said song that book with like my kids and my mother-in-law in the car. Like, yep. I can't do it. So <laughs> you can't I almost to put Harry on Harry Potter. Potter with your whole family. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. It's weird. <laughs> but I was like, maybe I'll put on Harry Potter. But I and I know I get shit for it hot take right i can't stand that guy's voice that does the harry potter books i'm not into it robin is so picky about sounds of people's (laughs) voices and then the other day she tells me a story about how our cfo was eating grapes and she was like they just sounded so good the way he was chewing them and i'm like you're so weird i love you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't well that's i don't like Fucking grapes lunatic. i don't like them but every time like someone grapes. eats them i'm just like those look so good and they fucking trick me they're not any good <laughs> what are you tricked by fruit? grapes <laughs> i don't know it's like a bait i feel baited and spaded and switched they're delicious <laughs> and sweet and hydrating no that's... no no <laughs> whatever oh god that's great yeah, anyway. I don't know. Are grapes hydrating? I would assume so, but they probably have I some chemical like in are. them that like fuck with your shit or something. Yep. I don't know. I feel like they would be. I really want to like grapes. I want to get a bowl of grapes and just eat them and be into it. And I just D- don't they have those modified grapes that taste like cotton candy or something? Yep. <laughs> yeah. I've never had one, but I've heard I of it. I haven't either. My kid likes them. I buy her a bag usually when they come out, but. I didn't try any. Oh, oh speak for fuck. all of us. I am so tired. <laughs> Same. Same. I, I know. I didn't even play on my phone last night. Like, I just went to bed. Weird. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, we've got a long one for you. So, unless anyone has any stories to tell that they had specifically saved... No, Olivia's no. walking. <gasps> oh, yeah! Congratulations! Yeah, her birthday's tomorrow, so insane. Aww. Anyway, that is all. She's just so. Do you think it's cute. been easier or harder? Um, it's been the same-ish, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the waver it's... in your voice. It's been. <laughs> She's, been she's right. trying to move to one nap instead of two. And I'm like, no, girl, no, we're not ready for this. So that's been hard. But the walking, I think it's getting easier because she we moved our couch. We have a sectional. So we moved it into two pieces. So she's just walking around it all the time. So probably easier because now she's entertained by walking. Literally send pictures. So, yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. OK, thank you. And, you know, I'm in yes. of your couches. Huh? Like, I want to see a video of Olivia walking, but I <laughs> desperately need to see what your couches look like now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I also forgot to taste, I think I forgot to send it to the group, but I took a picture of my little um, thing that you push the button on and it, like, stirs the coffee or whatever. That you oh, were like, yeah, you have one foamer. of those. And I was like, no, I do. Yeah, foamer. Thank you. I took a picture just to send to you, so... There you go. Because it's on my counter. Every I love day. it. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, you guys. Why don't we 
kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. The power couple head on to Venice via their luxurious sleeper car on the Orient Express. They have a quaint formal dinner on the Monday side of the train since the Downworlders in the bar didn't want anything to do with the leader of Colids for a cop. <laughs> leader only- Cola. Leader Sorry. Cola. It's for, for a cop. cop. <laughs> Don't spit in that cop's burger. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the only dessert at the table is the freaking eye candy that Ooh. both of these boys are in their dapper little tuxes because Alec basically like calls for the check to have dessert back in the room, if you know what I mean. Dessert is Except madness. this book is... <laughs> yes. Thank you. Sorry. It's okay. I really like it. So keep doing it. Okay. Except this book is still bordering on introductory YA. So they are forever double cock blocked and they're attacked by a demon. And I forgot to mention that like the wet clothes fetish is out tonight because the boys are like fully clothed in a shower situation. Apparently the girls that get it, get it. And (laughs) I'm not one of them. Anywho, the fight is like super intense and Alec gets to use a bunch of his shadow hunter skills with a Z throughout the train car, including saving a girl slash wolf who pledges to help the fairy um, air quote child that Alec ran into at the Paris (laughs) shadow market as a favor for saving her life. Alec's good deed doesn't go unpunished because Magnus is cane pulled out of the window onto the top of the cars by some freaky looking like octopus tree demon. That's what I... I don't know. Yep. <laughs> and Alec is bitten and is poisoned. He gives himself an Arazzi and um, like fights onto the pain, helping free Magnus from the tentacle grip that passes out before the demon is dispatched. But it's all right. Shadow Market Lady is there to save the day. And all of this is explained to Alex the next day when he comes to and is on the mend. The three of them further hash out their backstories over drinks in the Downworlder bar car that, like, is now okay with Alex since he was a major badass and, like, helps save some Downworlders. And we learn that the Shadow Market's lady name is Shen Yun and she's out to bring the cult down due to her mysterious past. She believes Magnus about not having anything to do with the cult and they decide to join forces for the greater good. Mm. So they're out to look for Mori Shu and search the headquarters in Venice. Oh, shit. Yeah. They're in Venice, baby. It's incredible. The view. Oh, my God, you guys. The view from the balcony. Amazing. (laughs) Perfection. Okay. (sighs) One problem. It stinks. (laughs) (laughs) Like your mother's cabbage. Like, you think oh that's gosh. real? Like, that's what? real, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it smells like fish because it's hot. It's Mediterranean. It's, it's hot yeah. and there's a lot of fish. And there there's a lot of fishing and fish markets and... Okay. Fish. And uh-huh. water. Yeah. Yeah. Icky water. Like, my pond is pretty icky. I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean... It's a sea town, so That's I mean, like, fair. you know, whatever. But like, they also have like canals and stuff, so like, 
instead of roads. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's all water all the time. Crazy. Uh, so, Magnus explains the smell vision is part of the ambiance, um, <laughs> which, no. You can't just call it something else. <laughs> okay? Right. If a, if a rose is still a rose by any other name, then you'll stank ass is still stank ass, <laughs> even if you call it something else. <laughs> I just... I feel like it's one of those things, like, after you're there for a while, you probably don't smell it anymore. Uh-huh. Probably, but, yeah. <sighs> like when you I go to Camus. Yeah, I just, Tillamo- I don't, I really don't like the smell of, of fish super a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Okay. <laughs> like, even sometimes in, like, some seafood restaurants and stuff, I'm like, it's too much. Well, Can yeah. Can we get, like, some windows open in here? Like, whew, Somehow, when it mixes with carpet in those restaurants, it's just <laughs> very... I don't know what it is, but it's, like, no. it smells moist. No. I don't know. Yeah. Whenever we used to go to, like, Crab Shack or whatever, I'd be like, let's sit on the balcony. Like, let's sit outside <laughs> so I don't have to fucking smell this place. It's so pretty out here. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're on the water. Oh. Isn't it romantic? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, it's my turn. Um <laughs> <laughs> So it took some glamoring, uh, but they managed to like smooth things over after their demon battle on the train where they like took out a whole car. <laughs> Like, seriously and like, don't worry it's just some some glamours it's fine the mondays will never notice what the fuck? okay so i have a question which there's probably not an answer for this but obviously it's just glamoured so downworlders and people with the sight can see that it's still fucked up so like the people like that just have to deal with it they just have How to do feel they the fix cold the, and, like, like yeah do they do they like call it in or file a report and someone comes from the the spiral labyrinth comes and like the cleanup crew and like fixes it what the hell i mean i wonder if it would be too much work for one warlock to fix on their own so maybe that's what they have to do i don't know maybe um they double teamed it magnus and shenyan interesting yeah i don't know because it does say glamoring so it's like yeah the fuck yeah it gets a spy to get it, to the next it, part of the story. The implication is that, like, they were just like, forget about it. Not yeah. actually, like, fixing it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Magnus is unpacking while Alec is uh, settling into their new room overlooking the city in bed. Robin added that all on her own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I left it in. <laughs> it's like Sh- when you read a fortune cookie and then you have to say in bed after whatever yeah. it says. Of course. And I was waiting for you to stop typing so I could put it in. (laughs) (laughs) Shinyan looking banging in a shiny pantsuit, by the way, I will mention. I was like, wow, okay. Iridescent, magical fucking fabric. Can I get some? And her hair is probably slicked back and she looks all professional now. Right? I feel like it's a Janet Jackson vibe. Okay. Control. Paula Abdul. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I could do that. I could deal with that. 
So 80s Shinyun comes barging into the, the room just as Magnus suggests breakfast. And she's got zero chill, okay? She wants to get straight to work. She's like, we don't have time for eating. <laughs> Bitch. Which, which inspires Magnus to give us this relatable king moment. Okay, I'm going to read from for you. From me to you. <laughs> A gift. Magnus gave her a disapproving look. We have not worked together very long, Shen Yunzhang, but one thing you should learn about about me quickly is that I am very serious about my meals. Shen Yun looked at Alec, who nodded. I may, at any moment, organize an entire step in our mission around visiting a particular restaurant or bar. If I do so, it will be worth your while. <laughs> If it's so important, Shinyun begun, we will be eating three meals a day. Breakfast will be one of those meals. In fact, breakfast will be the most important of those meals because breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Shinyun looked at Alec, who said in a deadpan voice, many a mission to end Many a mission to end great evil has failed because of low blood sugar. You do listen when I talk, exclaimed Magnus. <laughs> Look, I and feel see. like Amanda just found her dream man. He's going to pick yep. and take you to eat? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Three squares? Hello. Hello. Three squares, right? Why do you think I'm so obsessed with him? Listen, I know I know I say Alex my favorite character, but that's because I want to be Alec. Right. right. <laughs> Bro. Yep. <sighs> Hello. So Shinyan relents, uh, and the three of them enjoy a lovely alfresco meal at the hotel restaurant. Shit gets deep at brunch, though, like, which is weird because they're not drinking. Like, I yeah. would expect it after, like, the first few rounds of mimosas, but uh -huh. they're totally sober, which is weird. <laughs> so Alec kicks things off with a sliver of vulnerability, um, admitting that this trip is, like, his first time traveling for fun. He's only ever really been around on business and like has always stayed kind of close to home. So he's kind of like, you know, I'm 18 and I'm exploring the world for the first time. Like that's kind of scary. Yeah. And with very little prodding, I, I cannot emphasize enough, very <laughs> little prodding. <laughs> Shinyan dives into the deep end with her entire origin story. <laughs> like, so she grew she grew up in a small village in Korea during the uh, I'm go I'm not gonna be able to pronounce this Joseon dynasty I Joseon I don't know um, which I looked it up is kind of like a giant fucking range yeah. it's from 1392 to 1910 I'm like so you could be like not really that old like you could be like yeah my that's great really great. big. You could be, like, my great-grandma old. Right. That's or you not, could be, like, that's yeah. not old. Knights of the Templar old. Exactly. Right. <laughs> my grandma was born in 1922. Like, you could almost be my grandma. 
Like, I really, I really did think, like, as I'm Googling away, like, the little fucking good research bitch I am, I really thought that this was going to give us, like, an Easter egg. I was like, ooh, we're going to find it. Ooh. Right. So I can, Where's my I can look up what people wore during that time and, mm-hmm. you know, start researching it. No. No. Fuck you. It was like there was a whole <laughs> industrial revolution in between that shit. Fuck. <laughs> Dude, that really killed off your Wikipedia spiral. Yeah. Right? It did. It, it really chopped me off at the knees. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> anyway, I guess that's why I didn't procrastinate and actually got this script written in a timely manner. <laughs> Whatever. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> so her warlock mark... Um, wasn't like she didn't have it at birth it manifested later in life um when she was 14 and already betrothed to the cutest boy in the village right so like people freaked out when her face froze over and they like you know made assumptions and were like you know you're whatever like possessed or Mm -hmm. what the fuck ever Uh um but not not the boy that she was engaged to. He said he'd marry her no matter what. But then a demon killed him. The end. Um, just kidding. You guys, just kidding. That is not the end. Obviously, that is not the end for her. Come on. Clearly, she dedicated her life to hunting and killing demons in his name. Which, like, sound, she sounds like a super chill hang. Like, honestly. Right. <laughs> So Magnus kind of picks up on how deep that seemed for someone who the night before refused to divulge information about themselves. And Shinyan kind of like brushes it off. Um, She's like, yeah, that was like a million years ago. Like I've had so much more past since then that like I would rather not tell you about. (laughs) Which is still fucking weird if you ask me, but like Uh they didn't. So I, I guess I'll shut the fuck up. Um... I guess it just gives us the reason about why she knows so much about demons. Like, we just had to know that part. Right. Mm -hmm. So Shinyan mentioned her in her monologue that she would never summon a demon, um, which brings up an ethical question about where, where, like, Magnus stood on interdimensional beings um, or these ones specifically. And Magnus summons demons, like, for money within a predetermined, like, moral code. He's like... I have my rules. Don't you worry. And they're they're totally ethical. Like, mm-hmm, sure. But he doesn't have any qualms about killing rogue demons. And besides, he's dating a shadow hunter. It would be weird if he was against demon slaying. Like, totally. I mean, like, yeah, that's fair. Shit would be awkward. But back if to you the love me, at- you quit your job. <laughs> It's me or the job. Uh, Okay, so back to the task at hand. Get it? Uh, Shinyan throws up a magical hologram of the demon they fought the night before on the train. Um, And I bet Alec is super jelly and wishes that the Shadowhunters were even a little bit high tech. (laughs) Yeah. JK. Agreed. He's like, I'm in the wrong universe. I need to be in the TV show universe. (laughs) Yeah. So I can have a big pooter to play. This shit is cool. 
<laughs> it reminds me of that movie Z Xenon, I think was actually what it was <gasps> fucking Xenon Girl but, of the 21st Century. Thank yes. You. And when they're in school and their teacher's a hologram from Earth. Yes. Super cool. Fuck. So, zoom, I zoom, zoom. was upset. Yes. My supernova girl. I am. Yep. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> <sighs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely had a crush on her. Anyway. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I pretended oh. like I watched for like the fucking the rock star guy. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. No. Mm. no nay nay that was a lie i liked the music that was the that light was what it was for me the lie determined the lie detector determined that was a lie i haven't seen it so oh it's a great it 90s was so good movie and yeah i think it was like i think it was like millennium like 2000 that that would be that would make sense because the entire world freaked for those of you who don't remember the entire world freaked the fuck out and everything everywhere was hologram or metallic or fucking yep. like it was i don't know why everything Spice had Girls, to be like, like that super bowl show right uh-huh. they have like metallic jumpsuits or something well like that missy elliott video where she's basically in like the garbage bag in that like weird <laughs> tunnel, the wind tunnel, it's like a it was fucking suit, wild. Basically, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Fuck you guys. The millennia was weird, bro. <laughs> Take me back. Yep. I was a simple <sighs> man then. The thong song. Literally, even his hair was silver. Like everything yeah. was silver. You guys, you don't know. Or like they molten, even brought back Crystal m- Pepsi, right? Molten metal. Yes, Crystal Pepsi. Fuck. Uh, Dude, all I want in life before I die is the mini cans of Shasta Pop that had the Super Mario like figures on it. You were like, I want Toad or I want Peach or I want Mario, and they sold them at Winco, which was Cub Foods. Okay. And I know it's not a fever oh, dream because I've talked to people about it. Okay. Huh. And you pretended like you liked Yoshi, but you didn't because it was green apple, which is fucking gross. And nobody likes that except my kid who's deranged. So yep. like. <laughs> Anyways, you guys. Off the rails. <laughs> Enough about that. They hop on a water taxi and head on over to the Crimson Hand HQ. Spoiler alert, it's amazing and exactly what Magnus would have picked if he had chosen it himself. <laughs> so so not a great sign for maybe this is part of his lost memories. <laughs> right. So something is amiss, though. There's too many people around doing normal stuff for this to be the home base of a secret demon worshiping cult. Like, there'd be more weird shit happening. Uh Um, In fact, it kind of looks an awful lot like party planning. So Magnus (laughs) gets recognized by this dryad, right? And it is now canon that Magnus is an international celebrity. I want this noted. Somebody please put it down. Okay. Exactly. I don't know who I don't know who's in charge of these things, but like this is important. Please push this through. It needs to I be think it's us. documented. Okay. Okay, it's us just saying it and then <laughs> Yeah. 
let it be known. Okay. <laughs> so the dryad is a total groupie, and Alec is not here for it. He's not. He's like, excuse me. <laughs> um, I already bitch, peed on I this. I right here, <laughs> and That's I just can a understand the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can understand what you're mumbling to your friend because you're not hiding it very well. <laughs> right? Dude, he needs to watch that like TikTok video. Have you seen it? Where it's just like they're stitching that one video of the lady saying like, I'll take your man or whatever. And she's like, you can have him. He comes with this sleep, like CPAP machine. <laughs> yeah. Like, Don't forget his CPAP machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I there is nothing that I want I like more and want more of. I mean obviously this we didn't really get it here, but I know Alec can be sassy and sarcastic and snappy when he wants to be. And it's so satisfying when he does because he doesn't do it very often. But when he does, it's like, "Ooh, he's been waiting for that." Like he thought about that in his room beforehand and like saved it for the right moment. He's got patience. That's why he that's why. Uh-huh. Patience. He was shower fighting at the right time. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like I forget how sassy Harry Potter is in the books. Oh my god, yes. Okay. I know he's like that. He's got a little sass. I love it. You got to have a little bite to it. Um, So despite the flirting, they get some pretty good info from this dryad. Magnus wasn't invited to the party because he's dating a shadow hunter. Ooh. They said it in like plain common tongue. I don't know if it would be English. I don't know. (laughs) It was, yeah. So uh, the party is actually a masked ball. To celebrate V-Tang's defeat in the Mortal War. Just like, okay. Love. Interesting. By, like, an anonymous benefactor is throwing this, which, interesting. A masked Mm -hmm. ball by an anonymous benefactor? This feels very cluey. Yeah. (laughs) So, the war was won. Um, Oh, this is more facts that we learned from this dryad. The war was won thanks to downworlders coming together. Oh, and there were also some shadow hunters there too, I guess. I guess a few. <laughs> right. Magnus's friend Maury Shu was invited, but his RSVP is still undecided. I didn't mean that to rhyme. <laughs> um, something... <laughs> something about wanting to lie low. So that's suspicious. Right. Uh-huh. We've got our we've got our blues clues like flip notebook. Okay. We've written our, our, our bullet points in there. We put it in our notebook. We're investigating, you guys. So Magnus and his friends are now on the guest list. Okay. I am gonna read you this exchange because it's the best and I like it and it's funny. I feel like it was really easy I, for them to get added to the guest list, by the way. Well, yeah, because the dryad wants to fuck Magnus and he thinks That's he fair. might still have a chance, which like, <laughs> I can't say that I have not gotten my way because of that scenario once or twice. Um, never gotten into a party with it, though. Interesting. I am not Magnus's <laughs> level. Only gotten free drinks. 
Um, and a cheeseburger. Anyway, I was gonna on. say a chicken sandwich. <laughs> Girl, I'd like to buy you a fish sandwich. Well, see, now you've got me thinking about like all the. I'm like, what are the things? Hmm. I don't think anybody's ever gotten me anything. Is there anything weird? Nobody pays me in gum. really weird tangent and i'm gonna read from the book now (laughs) i was just thinking like when we were at our work party like i feel like there was there's only a couple of us that work in the office and like people literally bought drinks for everybody except me so like that's where i'm at (laughs) that's where i am on the rung of things um i just walked up to people and i was like do you want to buy me a drink (laughs) would you like to sign my petition Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, And they'd be like, sure, what do you want? And I'm like, thank you, because I fix all your sales. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Read the book. Oh, yeah. Okay. You are, of course, completely invited, said the dryad to Magnus. You and your companions. It was an oversight that you weren't on the guest list already. The satyr took took this in and dutifully it flipped to the end of the, his list to write to write in Magnus's name. I am very offended to have been excluded from the invitations and therefore I and my companions will definitely be attending, said Magnus loftily. <laughs> the dryad took a moment to comprehend and then nodded. Doors will open at eight. We'll be there much, much later than that, said Magnus, because of our already packed, very packed social calendar. Social fuck, 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 fuck. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be there much, much later than that, said Magnus, because of our already very packed social calendar. Oh, my God. I'm leaving that whole thing in there, that whole, like, whatever that was that I couldn't stop. (sighs) you guys of course they can't just throw something together for this literal ball okay if there is ever a moment for an extra person to shine it's at a fucking masquerade ball and magnus bane ain't no bitch he will not be outdone bitch no so in Magnus's words, come on, demon hunters, we're going shopping. <laughs> I love it. I love the nod. The nod to mean girls. Yeah, get in, loser. It's the best. Yes. Uh, okay. So the group is out shopping because that's obviously where they go next. And Magnus has found an incredibly perfect outfit, in my opinion. He's admiring himself in the mirror and asks Alec's opinion. And, of course, Alec thinks he looks great, but also points out that, you know, leather pants might be difficult to fight in. I mean, obviously. Is the only thing you could think of was Ross and leather pants? Yes. That was 100% stuck in my head. Yes. Bring your little I can't unsee that episode of Friends. Like, 
I'll never be able to look at anyone in leather pants and be like, how the fuck you not sweating your balls off and like fucking getting stuck in those motherfuckers. Like the suction alone. No, no, no. Yep. I don't. mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't want my pants to have that much friction. My back has been suctioned to a bathtub before. Okay. That was (laughs) awful. I don't want to be suctioned to my pants out in public. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> I'm glad we had this discussion. I'm I didn't even know it was possible, dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't, this is, I yeah, this is crazy. Like, Alec is taking this so well. Don't you think? Like, just being thrown the curveball? Yeah, just, I mean, being thrown the curveball and, like, being, like, understanding that he's an outsider in Magnus's world. And, like, he's just taking it really well so far, which is surprising. I think that um, I also kind of I didn't interject when you were talking, but, like, he's like, oh, it's my first trip. I'm like, dude, you're like a baby. Of course it's your first trip. Right. Uh-huh. You're 18. It's weird. Yeah. But. And he's obviously very mature because he's got mm-hmm. older brothers and shadow hunter. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Syndrome. Yeah. But um, he is not. He's holding his tongue very well where 18 yeah. year old me would not be like the fuck, bitch. <laughs> fuck. Well, I'm opposite. Yep. I've gotten more confidence now. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> Alec um, had picked out his outfit very quickly within like five minutes of getting to the store. <laughs> um, and the main confirmation that made it easy for him to pick this outfit is that it would be easy to hide his weapons in it. He's like, I so, hope you got a big trunk. Yeah. The, the so one consideration. It's the only thing yeah. you need. It's fine. It feels kind of because I don't remember what kind of a jacket. Damn it. That. Not a loafer jacket. But anyway, the way Magnus described it, it was... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a jacket. And it reminds me of... I Googled it, and it's just basically like a a jacket, whatever. It's like like a a trench coat coat? sort of thing. Yeah. Oh. It's longer. Yeah. It just makes me feel like he's going to be naked underneath, and he's just going to have, like, his (laughs) weapon strapped to his chest. Obviously, that's Okay. Yeah. It's just Uh, funny. I I just summoned a demon. (laughs) Where do I submit my report? <laughs> I am naughty. Uh, right? I'm wearing a sign. <laughs> please, please tackle. <laughs> Slay me, daddy. I need discipline. <laughs> I Put me in timeout. Okay. Oh, my God. What I wouldn't do for a timeout. Okay. So, (laughs) but I mean, like, by myself. (laughs) And I get as many minutes as my age, right? Yes. That's the rule. Yep. That's how it works. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Get the spanking, too. Yeah. What? No, I didn't say anything. I don't need the spanking. I just need the timeout. (laughs) 
All right, Alec is done shopping, obviously. So he is left to just sit there and overthink while he waits for Magnus and Shinyan to shop, which is exactly what I would do, just sit there and daydream. Mm -hmm. So he notices that these two seem very competitive with each other. And um, he's like thinking Shenyan is cool and all, but this chick is totally messing with his and Magnus's getting to know you time. <laughs> yeah. This is supposed to be a romantic trip, and this bitch is a third wheel. Okay. Right. Yep. <laughs> okay. At some point, he becomes curious and asks the store's like sales assistant where they get their costumes from because these are pretty far out there, as far as clothes. It's like. What is that? Uh, the Met. Um, is that what it the is? The one where yeah. everybody dresses up all crazy. Yeah, they yeah. have like a theme. Yeah, that's what it seems like. So she looks at him kind of like confused and surprised. And she's like, I have no idea. I've never seen this stuff before. <laughs> and that's what you get when you have warlocks <laughs> in your store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's my assumption, because they didn't elaborate. That was the end yeah. of it. Right. <laughs> so Magnus ends up eventually on a white suit with a cloak, which, duh, of course, he looks amazing. And, like, his shirt's unbuttoned a little bit into it. Oh, hello. And Shin Yun sounds like she's in, a, like, a full-on gown with, like, silver vines that are basically straps. And it sounds like some sort of, like, a flower thing behind her head that looks kind of like a turkey, like this. <laughs> I don't know. This is what I imagine. (laughs) And it seems so much more. I can't think of the word that I want to use, but just like out there for her because she seems very reserved. Mm -hmm. So it's just surprising that she would wear something like that. So then they both want uh, Alec to pick their masks for some reason. Like they're both like, okay, pick these, pick these. And maybe that's part of this little competition that they had. I don't know. So I assume that's why my chapter is called Masks. So there's your story about the masks. Alec chose them. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared okay. that up. The yeah, end. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Basically, my part's so short. I'm so lucky. Um, we zip over to the party. And fairy lights are spelling out any day but Valentine's Day. <laughs> so funny. And... Alec isn't really into parties, obviously. We know this. But he can get behind the reason for this one. So he's cool. And he was thinking about it. Like, he had never really thought about how the Downworlders would celebrate a win like this. And he realized that they weren't celebrating just one hero or one specific pack, sort of like Shadowhunters do, but as Downworlders as a whole. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I wonder, like how you get on the list to this party did you have right? to like actually fight in the war i, I want to know i don't know but i want to know in this day and age this is what 2008 i don't fucking know yeah, around yeah. there do downworlders have their own social media like <laughs> is that how they network I wonder. Because these are, like, city folk. This isn't, like, some Sherwood Forest bullshit. Like, these are (laughs) modern-ass. Right. These are modern-ass people. Like, they've got to have a... The Shadowhunters have to be the only ones that didn't move with the times. Like, I feel like 
culturally downworlders would be more apt to evolve with you know because they're blending right like Uh fire message i don't know i I just want to know how much dream matt moose was used at this party (laughs) i used so much of it so much and it was clearly unblended Uh, look how fair my skin is it was too dark obviously yeah Do you remember when you, like, when you did not have the perfect ratio of, like, and it bald, like, it, like, rolled because it was too thick or whatever? Fuck, dude, that shit was so weird. I am such a sweaty person. Yeah, it just. Yikes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just melting off your face. Yeah. Frosted eyeshadow. I've never been an eyeshadow person. I would, when I did wear eyeshadow, it was one shade of brown that my mom wore, and it was just the little sponges that it comes with. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That was the early 2000s for me. (sighs) Sit back and enjoy that little tidbit. All right. Chunky highlights. (laughs) Fucking. Anyway. Yep. We've reminisced enough. Okay, so when they're going into the party, Alec is the only one being, like, patted down. He's being frisked at the door. And just he's, he's really offended because he's like, dude, I fought in the same war, <laughs> in the same battle, on the same side that you're celebrating one. Like, I should be allowed in here. And security is like, whatever, bro, fine. You know, Alec. Magnus is kind of defending him like can I have my dance partner back now it's time for us to go you've been touching him enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) so of course they confiscated his bow and arrow but they didn't notice the six serif blades and four daggers he had on his person (laughs) how what it has to be glamoured they have to be glamoured like it has to be something that he just wasn't looking for because there's just no fucking way exactly (laughs) ten pieces of contraband well, I, I suppose I suppose serif blades are just fucking handles. Where That's the, true. The, it could the have been tubing. his vape pen. <laughs> They're just Red Bulls, bro. That does look like the fucking handle to a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that... that- security guard is bad at his job so whatever i don't know what the point of security is if the only people you're gonna pat down are shadow hunters <laughs> great they, they hired him last minute just for alec because they yeah. added him to the guest list <laughs> yeah. okay listen you're gonna be patting down the cops okay none of the other people <laughs> just the cops just the cops <laughs> So Alec remarks that he's like, these people are impossible. And Magnus kind of like backs away just a hair enough that when Alec reaches for his hand, he misses to hold his hand like they're not within that reach anymore. And Magnus adds with a smile that like these people are my friends, but some of my friends can be impossible. Um he did add that at the end, like, kind of agreed with him, but Alec can't help but notice that the gap between them was feeling bigger than it really mm. was. Like, obviously, it sounds like he might have offended Magnus, mm. which I'm sure has to happen all the time when you're in completely different worlds like that or right. from different mm-hmm. worlds. Yeah. <sighs> we need a little empathy. 
Empathy. That's what you said. Empathy. Yes. Empathy. Okay. So we're on to the next chapter, which is called Tread Softly. And the trio are making their way into the grand ballroom, which lays a scene that I really wish that I could be at. Like, masquerade party, yes. Ridiculous ball gown, absolutely. But, like, waltz music with, like, a bunch of people dancing, 100%. Okay? I need that. Mm -hmm. I need it. And (laughs) on top of it, they've magicked, like, up into the ceiling there's constellations that are acting like as an orchestra so they're like stars shaped to look like musicians with instruments and you can see like the notes in the air and stuff that's cool i know i'm very jealous and magnus is like the most awful person to go to the grocery store with okay he's literally the worst because he's always running into people he knows and like i wouldn't want to do that at a grocery store i just want to get my shit i want to walk into see facebook franny okay i just want my stuff Agreed. anyway you see someone you know and you turn the other direction if they didn't see you yeah because absolutely. you don't have time for that i don't i don't want to chat at the beans anyway <laughs> this guy is an unseely court fairy named prince adon adonon adon i don't remember how to pronounce Aiden. it so I... I don't know Adian. And like after the whole big gap of hand holding, Alec is like feeling small because he's like, dude, a literal prince. A literal <laughs> prince. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very small interaction. And then they run into another man who's dressed over the top in a lavender tux and a full face mask. And Magnus starts their conversation by saying, Our host, I believe. And they have this kind of familiar chit-chat. And it leaves us knowing and gathering some information. Okay, number one. This guy's name is Malcolm Fade, High Warlock of Los Angeles. Number two, Magnus and Malcolm have known each other for a long time. Number three, apparently Magnus had a grunge phase. And I, like, desperately need to see that. Okay? Mm-hmm. I need I need that to happen. Mm-hmm. And number four, Johnny Rook, although just a Monday with the site, was invited to the Downwater party. And, like, still has an aversion to the Shadow World Popo, okay? And I just, Mm. like, why is this guy here? Well, who the fuck are you, Johnny Rook? Who are you? He's a thief, right? Did they they frisk him at the door? Yeah, you're just a freaking Mundy. And they didn't even invite Magnus? I am so offended. (laughs) Malcolm gets pulled away from the conversation to go attend to some sirens that are hanging out by the champagne fountain trying to drown guests. And I think that is totally hilarious. I love it. You do you, (laughs) boo-boo. Right? I just imagine them singing, like trying to lure people. Every time I think of sirens, I remember this episode of Family Guy when Peter was a siren. So stupid. Google it. It's so funny. He's so funny. I think of the um, What We Do in the Shadows episode. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so the end of this conversation with Malcolm Vade and Magnus, um, Johnny Rook is standing there and he's wearing his sunglasses at night indoors. And he's like, <laughs> I was never here. <laughs> you, I was like, he's like John Cena. You can't. Anyway. You can't and <laughs> yeah, everybody just did the face thing. And he like hightails it away. He's like, I gotta go. And 
after that happened, Magnus kind of notices how Alec is watching the room with like a suspicious look on his face, which then in turn makes other members of the crowd stare back at him suspiciously. And Magnus is like Hannah Montana, okay? (laughs) He's got the best of both worlds. So he basically puts himself in other people's shoes, as Kristen said, empathy. He sees Alex's point of view with, like, all the shit that happens with, like, some downworlders who either by accident or on purpose break the law and, like, shadow hunters have to deal with that. And on the other hand, there's a large portion of the downworlders that remember the likes of Aloysius and the whole, like, taxidermied spoils of their friends and family. Like, Ew. they're old enough to remember that, like, the vampire yeah. fangs and stuff, which I think is worse, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Dude, for real. So Magnus is pulled from his thoughts by a greeting from another warlock, and she's wearing a plain green dress and a plague doctor mask, and her deep blue skin is visible underneath. And Magnus is like, oh my god, hey girl, hey! And then makes introductions, letting us know that this is Katarina Loss, one of his oldest friends. And Katarina's like, oh my god, Alec, I've like heard so much about you, which is on like the top list of things not to say to me because I just, I don't like it. <laughs> and I was trying to think of another reason and I couldn't except for the fact that I don't like it. So don't say that to me. If you ever meet yeah. me in person, don't say that to me. All I, I don't know why you I would. I know everything you said. Yes. What, Even if what it's good. What did you say about me? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Especially if it's good. What are you talking about? Yeah. I need that dopamine hit. I just wouldn't believe you. Anyway, tell me I'm a good girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Wrong one. What? So we're in Magnus's point of view in this chapter, and he's thinking like, man, I really want them to get along and kind of merge into their own form of Biffle status, but like clearly it's going to take time, so it's cool. Like I think they were both like friendly towards each other, but not overly like... You know, like, there's hope that it can happen, that they can, you know, become a triad. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, triad. this is weird. The first time meeting the friends is awkward because you just it don't is. know. You don't know anything yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's a whole dynamic so, you've got to feel out first before you dude, can decide really how is. you're going to act. Both way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're infamous, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Katarina asks Magnus to speak in private. And Shinyan, like, without skipping a beat. And so she's like, deuces. And instead <laughs> of the anything you have to say to me, you can say to him speech that he gave Tessa. That does not happen here. Um, there's kind of like this awkward pause. And then Alec runs off to join Shinyan. And the two of them are alone. So Katarina takes Magnus by the elbow and leads him into a hallway away from the prying ears and eyes of the crowd. Because, you know got that super downworlder senses and their conversation is totally best friend relatable i feel like i really like katarina so i hope we Mm -hmm. get to see her more and i'm going to kind of spark note bullet point this dialogue because like life is hard okay (laughs) that is why so katarina heard from tessa that magnus was attempting to quote handle Dealing with a cult that ended up leaving wounds on her that needed to be tended to. Which, of course, like, her, like set off her what-the-fuck alarm. What are you getting into? I'm hitting here patching up one of our friends, saying that you dealing with this. 
And so Magnus tells her, like, he's like, well, he, like, basically started a cult. So, you know, I don't know. And Katarina is pretty teoed because she clearly remembers telling him not to do that. Okay. I told you not to. Do- I remember this. <laughs> but that's about all she remembers about it. She had met with him and Ragnar during a quick vacay and Magnus was doing that thing where you've got the blues and instead of it being Kraft macaroni and cheese, it's like manic sadness. Mm. But he's laughing it off and um, in that way and they were gonna, like joking about starting a cult. Kind of like how you say you're going to start a garage band in middle school. <laughs> right. Robin. It's very much. Yeah. It was- <laughs> It was very much the vibe, okay? Like, I'll play bass, and you can play the drums. And um, anyway, she's like, this was a bad, like, at the time, she had told Regner and Magnus that it was a bad idea, but she was unable to stop them from actually making such a huge mistake because she was busy taking an orphan child across the ocean to save their life. Like, priorities. Am I right here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, damn, if you put it like that. Right? Yes. The, th- the three friends had taken many trips together over the centuries. One even ended up with Magnus being banished from Peru. Which I, I know, know is, is one of the Bane Chronicles. I know that's okay. in there. Okay. 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 I gotcha. All I could think of was the poison. Cusco's poison. Anyway, now that Ragnar is dead, uh, Magnus might have done something wholly terrifyingly stupid. Those vacations might be at an end like what was that the last time you go to play outside and you don't know that it's the last time you're gonna go do it mm-hmm. it's like that also by the way katarina spent decades of her life working in mundane hospitals and is basically this wholesome amazing badass bitch that heals the sick and saves orphans and she's the voice of reason in the friend group and Magnus tells Katarina the basics of what they know about the Crimson Hand, choosing to hedge the name of the greater demon they're worshipping, and instead asking her if she knows who Mori Shu is. Which, of course, she doesn't. She's like, obviously, no. And she sounds like she's the type of the person that will keep her side of the street clean. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Katarina goes in for the hard hit, telling Magnus that she's weary about him being mixed up in the big old mess, um, but still toting Alec around with him. Like, that's kind of like, she's like, ah, red flag. Since Shadowhunters are basically mandatory reporters, and soon enough the rumor about him being the cult leader will hit their ears, whether it comes from Alec or not. And then, quote, The Nephilim won't look any further for a culprit. The Nephilim do not admit weakness. There is no room in their hearts for pity or mercy. I have seen the children of the angel murder their own for breaking their precious law. Magnus, we're talking about your life. Katarina said, Magnus, I love him. Mm. Oh, my God. Which seems really fast, but like, I'm into it. It's cool. You just, when you know, you know. They fought a war together. Back to back. Come on. Fucking. Get out of here. <laughs> and like Alec gave him his energy when they were fighting the murder birds. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Sexy. And this is my little sidebar about that conversation that I wrote out here. Mm-hmm. We as readers have personally met some dickish shadow hunters, like 
Imogen and Consul Wayland and Aloysius, but it's still weird, albeit important, to get this picture of them painted by someone who is clearly a good person or warlock, whatever you want to say. Um, like she's a good judge of character based on her own merit and the way that she handles her life. Like she's very selfless, she selfless mm -hmm. and she helps mundanes and stuff. So it's kind of that different perspective on how she sees and feels about shadow hunters. Yeah, yeah. for real. Cause it's like, you know, Aloysius is a dick cause he's a dick. Like, and our protagonist, Shadowhunter protagonist, didn't like him either because of the things that right. he did. But she's kind of swooping them all together in this book. And it's like, when she's saying that, you're like, oh, Will would never, Jim would never, Jace mm -hmm. would never, Alec but would never. But it's, you know. We find out they're the exceptions, not the rule. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Kind of hits different. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Katarina has to do the last double check, which apparently my my like non-anxious child doesn't do before pressing submit on her homework assignments. <gasps> like what? I've clearly raised a monster. <laughs> 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 like we were I was helping her do math homework yesterday and she would just click the button. I was like, oh my god, what did you do? And she was like, <laughs> I was done. It's like you didn't go back and double check. We're placing our anxieties on our kids the other day. My kid did what yours did not long ago. I was in the garage. We're getting ready to go out to get in the car to go to school. And I'm putting my shoes on and I'm like, okay, 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 okay. And then he just literally repeats me. So now he was walking around going, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> He's three. He's fabulous. He's got to clear his browser it. tabs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so... Her reason of Katarina just wants to stress the clarity that their re relationship could legitimately get him murdered. Murdered. Okay. Just want you to be clear on that fact. And Magnus has unwavering faith that he's in love and um, there shall be Malik. And so it was. <laughs> Even though there's this nagging feeling about the guilt he's feeling from not airing out all his secrets. Like he does feel guilty about not telling like divulging everything to alec but he's like we're gonna work All on it it's gonna be time. great and magnus excuses himself from katarina and spends the next hour searching for the secret entrance through a bunch of different rooms by like pulling random books and pushing against statues he tries to use like what i'm assuming is kind of detect magic mm -hmm. but there's too much interference from all the mystical peeps that are at the party it is not coming up with anything mm -hmm. and he runs into different types of shadow world people doing stuff and like it's funny but i it's too much to type out and eventually runs into a warlock named hypatia vex and magnus's internal dialogue lets us know that she is a london-based warlock with an affinity for business and property ownership they met a couple of times over the years and although they once were close they had gone their separate ways and Hypatia starts by saying that she heard a nasty rumor about the whole Crimson Hand business and ends up calling Magnus a naughty boy. No. <laughs> and I really like that. It has nothing to do with the plot, but I had to add it. And Magnus is like, naughty boy, yes, but not in the murder and destruction way. It's not my vibe. <laughs> and Hypatia's like basically says like figured as much, but I just wanted to warn you about like your Taylor Swift status with like your reputation and all. Okay. <laughs> it's um kind of looks pretty shifty of him to be running around with a shadow hunter. One whose parents had like drunk the V-Tang Kool-Aid and 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. It was a low blow, but like facts are facts. Someone's got to say it. Make sure yep. that he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Magnus has got some sway in the warlock world. He's got BDE. And so he should tread lightly with what he's doing. He's an example for a lot of people. So, like, think about that. Okay? Mm. Magnus shrugs her off by saying that he doesn't really care what anyone thinks about him. And Hypatia tells him to stop being dismissive when he's trying to have that, like, lighthearted air of unimportance with his answers, which I think is super, like... I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I mean, obviously, like, Team Malik here, but, like, her assertiveness does reserve some, like, deserve some respect. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, I really, like, I was like, I should use that in my own life. Quit being dismissive. We're yep. dealing with this. Yep. And then the light claps. There's finger snaps. <laughs> For yourself? Yes. <laughs> it's like patting yourself on the back. I'm really good at that. Anyway... Okay, she wants the nitty gritty deets. Like, for instance, has Magnus told Alec about his daddy issues? Okay, and Magnus is like, "Myob, bitch!" <laughs> but she presses on by saying that, like, I'm sure she's basically saying, "I'm sure Alec is like awesome and all, and like you probably think he's got a good moral compass installed, and that like could be true, but like I don't know. What if it isn't?" And besides, like, what kind of position would Magnus, like, put him in, knowing his boyfriend, who, by the by, is the warlock representative to the council, is also the son of the demon worshipped by the Crimson Hand. Like, that would look bad for Alec. Mm-hmm. Right. And if Alec is all in, then he's going to take the information to the grave, and he might have to if the Shadowhunter Council ever heard wind that he was hiding shit from them. Mm. This is real. And Magnus is like, pish posh, we all have demon parents. <laughs> and she like, she retorts back. She's like, yeah, not all demons are created equal. Not all of them are as hated and feared as your father is. And honestly, the whole thing will have an impact for all warlocks. They've always walked a fine line with the shadow hunters. But basically, it's because they're like useful that's the only reason why Shadowhunters really tolerated them, especially probably mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah. And a lot of their, like, other warlocks have professional relationships with the Clave. And she ends by saying, quote, You're one of the most famous warlocks in the world, and like it or not, the way you are perceived reflects upon all of us. Please don't do anything that could jeopardize the safety we've, we've fought for. You know it has been hard won. Damn. It's a lot of weight. She is I mean, I guess he's, to be fair, he's basically an elected official. Like, he's a representative on the council. So, like, this is, like, people going to their politician, like, don't fuck this up for us. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting perspective to look at it from. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean. I forgot about that. I I did, like, obviously had we'd taken a break between... Mm-hmm. books and I forgot that he was on the council mm-hmm. and at first I was like like I get it but like I remember I had this conversation over the weekend and I was like I can't emotionally regulate six people like it's hard for me to do that mm-hmm. and so like Magnus being like I can't like emotionally and like regulate all these other warlocks but if you were going to take a position like that's kind of the thing you do 
or you right. decide kind of your job. to do that. Yeah, right. when you take, you take them it. into consideration. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for anyway speaking for me and saying what I was long-windedly saying. So <laughs> after that conversation, Magnus can tell that she's being sincere. Like he's like she's not saying this shit just to like hurt me and kind of be a bitch. Like she really mm-hmm. feels this way. So he tells her that he's going to take her words into like under advisement. And then basically he's like, since you're such a big fat fucking cheese may queen, do you know who Maury Shu is? <laughs> <laughs> and good luck for plot. She does. And he just so happens to be at the party. And before they part ways, they have this quick little quip that I like. So I'm reading it. Boo, you whore. Speaking yep. of mean girls. If you'll take my advice, said Hypatia, I'd get that Shadowhunter business cleared up, too. Magnus gave her a ferociously bright smile. And asked for advice is criticism, my dear. (laughs) Well, (laughs) your funeral, said Hypatia. Wait, did Nephilim give you a funeral after they execute you? Ooh. Ooh, burn! (laughs) Gnarly. I need that on my desk at work. And asked for advice is criticism, my dear. I love that. I should get that tattooed on my forehead so my mom has to look <laughs> for, for it. After all of that, so he's basically just had two, like, rock-heavy conversation. Magnus goes and finds a drink. And he gets one he while reflecting one. on all the stuff he wanted to do with Alec but can't. And he's approached by Shen Yun, who has had about as much luck as Magnus on trying to find any, like, leads at the party about where the entrance is or whatever. And Magnus takes a stab at her past. Like, there's more to you than meets the eye, sugar. <laughs> Which leads to her opening up about why she's so hell-bent on stopping the cult. And I feel like this bitch is very easy to crack. Okay? Uh-huh. She's like, I'm going to tell you the secret. Okay? It's a secret about me. That's a secret. <laughs> And um, it's kind of like because she used to be a part of the Crimson Hand back when she was a wayward warlock orphan child. And she used to worship Magnus. And she's literally like, I used to worship you. And Kristen's like, I still do worship you. Yes. And (laughs) she then like, uh, she long names him with like his Daenerys Stormborn name. She's like, (laughs) Magnus, the great poison prophet of the Crimson Hand, the worshippers of Osmodeus. Uh, breaker of chains right i know i made a joke in that because that's how i deflect things but like how freaking awkward like Mm -hmm. i can't handle somebody telling me that they like my pants okay or people singing happy birthday to me i don't like that i don't like it don't sing me happy birthday okay it's too personal like oh huh it's too personal it is don't do that and then she's like (laughs) i used to worship you Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, Magnus, like, in his internal monologue, he remembers, like, back to when he got inspired by Toby Keith asking, who's your daddy? (laughs) So, (laughs) he was just like, I really, this song really got me. I want to know. So... He discovered that Feyblood summoned greater demons. And, like, sidebar, not that he did any killing. He got it by other means. 
And he was like, ew, David, you're literally the worst. <laughs> when he found out who his dad was. And um, obviously the fleeting flame that Johnny Rook was wrong was like snuffed out. Okay. He's like, mm-hmm. maybe this guy didn't know. But now that like she's saying it, yeah, it is. That, that, that is who they're worshiping. So Shenyan tells him more about her time in the cult, which didn't include summoning demons at the time. <laughs> but um, they did like the usual prey on people who need to feel like they belong and trick them into doing fucked up shit like killing in the name of did it do Megas. <laughs> like we killed in the name of you. And I just want to do that. Like I imagined literally saw Kristen's body in front of mine, which is like, wait a second. Hold on. Time out. Okay. Yeah. Saw that. I heard it and I came out like this cult has been around for like a long ass time. Right. And Magnus even thinks to himself that he like heard about the Crimson Hand in his travels. But like, how did he not know there was a bunch of people running around worshiping him and like literally killing for him? And maybe he Mm -hmm. did like a really good Tyler Durden, like the whole it's against the rules to talk about the thing, even if and especially to me. And so Mm -hmm. no one has approached him. But like, I don't know. It just seems he's this big, as big of a celebrity as he is, as traveling as much as he does, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. You'd feel like there'd be like a frantic cult member that'd be like, yeah. okay, Magnus is the high warlock of Brooklyn. I'm yeah. literally obsessed with him. I'm going to go see him. Or at least yeah. I saw him by mistake at some point in the last probably hundreds of years because it sounds like Shinyan was a child. So it's been uh-huh. a while since it started, you know? Well, it also is confusing and doesn't like exactly line up with the narrative that as soon as her warlock mark came in, she her fiance was murdered and she's dedicated oh, yeah. herself to fighting demons. What when were you going to tell us this part? Right. How'd yeah. you get from point A to point B? This is right. kind of weird. Uh-huh. It's just weird. Link. Yeah. I feel what like happens? it's a good idea. And I could feel like I could imagine myself writing that just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then that happens and then that happens. But then you don't go back to make sure all the pieces fit together. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because even in coming to America, the prince was found at like a baseball game or something. Yeah. He was just I in just line to like the potty. At some <laughs> point somewhere, someone would have approached Magnus is yeah. what I'm thinking. Especially Absolutely. It's, it's not like his he was in a secret unknown location. Mm-hmm. Right, he's a public anyway. figure. Right. Yeah. He would have gotten fan mail about it for sure. For real. <laughs> so their conversation goes on, okay, and it's other shit, but what it does not include is Magnus saying that he actually was Asmodeus' son, okay? Because he, like, doesn't want to make Shinyan feel bad. And she says that she's been free for a while and has been t- trying to take them down, but she couldn't do it on her own. So, like, now they have each other and they need Maury to fit some more clues together since he was, like, at a higher rank than her. So, he knows more of the Juicy Juice because he was higher up on the food chain. So, they part ways to see if they can find this dude at the party and Magnus went to go find Alec, hoping that he was placing his heart in the right hands. Aww. Aww. Which, I mean, I'm George Michael. I got faith. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. So 
make sure that you read chapters 13 through 15 for next week's episode. I think we're all going to go to bed now. Uh-huh. <laughs> for behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworlder Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.